You know, one of the things that I read that Prison Fellowship said is never underestimate the power of caring when God is behind it. For when we touch the broken hearts of these children, we also touch the very heart of God, and that makes all the difference. Welcome to our Christmas edition of First Person. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and you're about to meet two remarkable women. They are part of the Christmas ministry known as Angel Tree, operated by Prison Fellowship, and they'll tell us a very personal story today in just a moment. Since this will be my last opportunity before Christmas, let me take just a moment to wish you a very special time of celebrating the birth of Christ. This is such a great time to spend with family and friends, and I hope you'll find the time to do just that. Merry Christmas from our First Person team. And if you're planning to travel, here's a suggestion. Download the free first-person smartphone app for both iPhone and Android devices and download any of our past interviews to take with you on the road. Just search your app store for first-person interview. Well, it's not too late to get involved with Prison Fellowship's Angel Tree Program, giving gifts to the children of incarcerated parents. And our guests this week have a great story to tell. Judy Mills has been an Angel Tree volunteer coordinator for her church in Oklahoma many years. We'll talk with her in just a moment. But also joining us will be Michelle Rainey, who was once a recipient of Angel Tree gifts. They will tell you the rest in their own words now. Angel Tree is a ministry whereby children of inmates receive Christmas gifts in the name of their incarcerated mother or daddy. Billy Graham has said when a mother or daddy goes to prison, it's the children who do the hard time. Mm Mm-hmm. How did you get involved in Angel Tree? Well, there was a representative from Prison Fellowship held a meeting at our church, and and the pastor, when he was announcing the meeting, said anybody interested in helping to provide gifts for the children of inmates be at that meeting. The moment I heard that, God put these children on my heart. Yeah, and how many years ago was that? Well, we're in our 23rd year with Angel Tree. So 23 years ago, actually. I never dreamed that this would evolve to a lifetime commitment to me, for me and my husband. Hmm. A lifetime commitment. Wow. Talk about some of the experiences you've had, Judy. We'll we'll meet one of those experiences in a moment, but I, I just want to hear about the scope of what God's done through you and the others there. One of the stories, uh, as we try to make contact with each family that we are assigned to, to by prison fellowship because when a church agrees to do this prison fellowship since we tell them how many children we can adopt they send us the information contact information well this one particular family i had called never could reach them i had sent a note they had not responded so my sister-in-law and i uh, we call it door knocking we just go to the house <laughs> the address that's on the the list the form and i knocked on the door this most handsome young uh, African-American, he's about 12, 13 years old, just cute as a button. He comes to the door, and I said, is your mother home? And he said, no, she just left and went to the store. And so I said, oh, I'm so sorry I missed her. Will you tell her Judy Mills came by? And he said, oh, we got your letter the other day. Hmm. And so that gave me kind of permission, I thought, to go ahead and explain what I was there for. So I said, well, your daddy's asked us to help him with his Christmas shopping, and he wants you boys to have three gifts, you know, a warm top, a pair of jeans, and then something fun, about $20, $25 value per gift. And I said, how about a a sweatshirt? Do you like that idea? He said, oh, yeah. And I wrote down the size, 
And then I looked up at him and I said, well, now what's your favorite color? And in the sweetest voice with the biggest smile on his face, he said, oh, it doesn't matter. It's just the thought that means so much. Oh, goodness. And I thought, oh, God, thank you that I got in that car, even though it was sprinkling rain, and went out and knocked on that door. Yeah. Uh, later that day, his mother called, and I, I said, now, I went ahead and told him that we, your son, that we were doing Christmas shopping, helping his daddy with the shopping. And she said, oh, thank you so much. And, you know, I thought, oh, my. <laughs> Another thing that happened... Uh, George Biggs is a retired professor from Southern Nazarene, and every year, I mean, at midnight, he goes to Walmart to get the Halloween candy so we can give this away at Christmas time, <laughs> you know, open the packages and so forth. Yep. He's standing in the, the line. He has three carts full of candy because it's less than half price. <laughs> and there happened to be a lady in line right behind him, and she said, whatever you're going to do with that much candy. And he said, oh, it's for the angel tree party. Uh, and she said, angel tree, did you know I was in prison three years ago? Mm. And my kids got angel tree gifts for two or three years. Wow. And I thought, oh, my word, wherever you are, there's an individual that's touched by this. The sad thing is also most of these kids are at least 100 miles from mom or dad mm -hmm. inmate. And they don't hardly ever get to see them, if ever. Yeah. So what Angel Tree is doing is keeping that bond of love open. Yeah. So what does it mean, since you have uh, had so much experience with this, Judy, what does it mean to a child when the gift is given in the name of that mom or dad who's in prison? Well, let me tell you about another thing. At our Christmas party that we do at our church, one little girl, oh, she's about four years old, something like that. Um, she received a gift, and when she opened it, she started jumping up and down and started squealing. And she squealed, look what my daddy gave me. Look what my daddy oh. gave me. <laughs> so, I mean, what else can you say? Doesn't that say it all? Yeah. Boy, a little of that goes a long ways, doesn't it? Oh, my. <laughs> it just powers, you know, it just gives me the energy to keep on. Because sometimes it's it's a lot of hard work and a lot of work. But you think about the looks on the kids' faces, yeah. and you know how much pain and suffering they do, like Billy Graham said, and we know the downward spiral of devastation this brings on, and you see a kid have a smile and genuinely feel connected, and you think, okay, God, I'll do it as long as you say. <laughs> well, you've already brought a tear to my eye today, Judy. I want our listeners to meet a friend of yours. She's on the line with us right now. It's Michelle Rainey, and I want you to introduce Michelle to us. <laughs> you don't have enough time for me to give you all the accolades, <laughs> but I will tell you this. This young woman is my hero. I love and adore her, and I'm so grateful to God that he had our paths crossed because she has enriched mine and my husband's life and even my children and grandchildren's lives. They're coming over Thanksgiving Day, she and her family and her sister and her family. So let me introduce to you Michelle. She's an amazing, wonderful. You know, I could go on and on, but I know let's, you let, can. let's hear All from right. Michelle, okay? All and right. you'll agree with me at yeah. the end. <laughs> Michelle, we'll give you some time now, some equal time if you want. But uh, okay. you, this, this lady, Judy Mills, means a lot to you, doesn't she? She sure does. How did you meet? Um, well, um, 
it's it's been a probably 24 years ago my mom was incarcerated and uh we we got involved in the angel tree program probably maybe two years after her original incarceration. And on the third year, um, we got involved in Judy's Angel Tree program. Okay. Now, your mom was in prison. You were a teenager, and you you really had responsibility for your younger siblings, I understand. Yeah, I was 16 when my mom was incarcerated. And uh, she didn't think it was going to be a long time, so she didn't want to have to worry about trying to get her kids back. Um, Where was your dad during this time? uh, I've never met the guy. Oh, so you were on your own? Yes. Um, the first few years, because when my mom went to prison, um, I, she left me with four siblings. So um, there was a baby six weeks old, a four-year-old, a seven-year-old, and an eight-year-old, I believe. That's one of their ages. Wow. How did you survive, Michelle? Just barely, by the grace of God, one of the children got it. He did get a disability check, so I had to figure out how to cash that every month. And uh, a few years before her incarceration, she um, um, had a brother killed, and she won a a settlement, and she purchased a mobile home with that. So we had a place to live, so we had a roof. And a little bit of money every month. So. Now you were you were not a believer. You're not part of a church or anything like that. Uh, Angel Tree simply stepped in at that point, huh? Absolutely. Um, as a matter of fact, I was not only not a believer. Um, my mom raised me that um, God was the enemy in our family. Um, really? God was the reason that everything bad had happened to us. We, you know, I lost a brother, and God allowed that. And you know, these are these are the things that my mother. You know, raised me to believe. So, so uh, a couple of years after Angel Tree started providing gifts to your family, then Judy comes along. Tell me about Judy. Oh, Judy. Um, she she did um, like she ex- was talking about. Um, she does the door knocking. So if I know now that I'm volunteering, that if if you don't, she can't get you on the phone. She sends out a letter. Um, then she even talks to the inmate, and she tries to, to find out, because some of these families are hard to get in contact with, and I guess I was one. You know, we're pretty untrusting when we're in that situation. We're desperate, and, you know, everybody's your enemy. So she did, um, I guess, what she calls a door knocking <laughs> to my house, and uh, she uh, she came and met met me, and um, I think maybe a couple of kids are at school, a couple were at home, and she just um, got our gift wishes, and 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 told us about this big party and I I can still remember hearing about the caricature artist and just just all this fun which was not a part of our lives and um, we were just in survival mode so, so what began as an angel tree gift eventually Judy came along and the church came along and that made all the difference for you didn't it Absolutely um some some people that volunteered through angel tree um they they Judy has a, a year round what she calls circles of love and um, I don't know how she chose us to be a part of that Circles of Love family, but, you know, they, these people um, from the church, from Southern Nazarene University, some of the college students would um, be involved. They were in our, our lives all year, so it wasn't just the Christmas party. It was all year long. And during the course of that, some college kids um, invited us to church. So uh, I didn't take the invitation initially. I sent the kids. Um, you know, I was raised that God was my enemy, and this didn't convince me otherwise. I, you know, at the Angel Tree party, we heard the pastor got up. It was Pastor Busick at the time. He got up and he talked about what Christmas was about. And I remember it was one of the first times. It was probably the first time that I'd actually heard um, what Christmas was about. It's not about presents, you know. I mean, that's a 
that's a nice thing that comes about because of Christmas, but it's not about that. Um, the Savior is born to die for us, and, you know, after a few years of hearing this, and um, I eventually took the invitation to church, it, it almost, you know, God was working. He was working on my heart right from the beginning, and even though he was, you know, I felt like he was my enemy, I wasn't his enemy, and so um, this that whole situation just evolved, and I eventually started going to church, and um, now I'm a member of Bethany First Church of the Nazarene, um, and raising my kids as believers, as Christians, which is a totally different upbringing than I had. We'll continue to talk with Michelle and Judy coming up on today's edition of First Person. It's all about Angel Tree. Our weekly program is made possible through a partnership with the Far East Broadcasting Company who wishes you a Merry Christmas. FEBC tells a story of Christ coming to earth in every country it reaches through radio. Millions of people hear and millions respond to the love of God as they hear the good news in their own language. Take the time to learn more about FEBC and what you can do to help by visiting FirstPersonInterview.com and clicking the FEBC banner. That's FirstPersonInterview.com. I have two guests on the program with me today. Judy Mills is a wonderful woman, a volunteer for many years with Angel Tree, the Christmas time project that provides gifts to the children of the incarcerated and they do so in the name of the parent who's in prison, which is just a wonderful thing. And Michelle Rainey is with us. When she was a teenager, her mom was in prison, and she had the care of younger siblings, and they all were the beneficiaries of the Angel Tree Project. And now Michelle knows the Lord and volunteers herself with the project. And we're just sort of telling their story today here at Christmas time on First Person. Uh, Judy, let me come back to you uh, first of all. I want to hear more of Michelle's story, but um, boy, these—how do you? I mean, how do you survive these stories? These are just heart-wrenching stories of these families that you you get to serve this way. It must just deeply touch your heart. Oh, it most definitely does. Um, it, it's there's some high, major highs, and every now and then there's some low points. We've had several mothers pass away. We've even had one of our angel kids uh, die in a car wreck, and, you know, it just breaks your heart because you you realize these kids are just like my own kids, my own grandchildren. Uh, They're just kids in need. Mm -hmm. But the good news is you and I stand in a position to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that God gave gave me a desire, put it in my heart deep, and that uh, other people volunteer right along with me. It's not a one-man show at our church. There's lots of people involved in this and have been for years now. Well, talk about some of those volunteers, and are some of them hesitant to get involved, and and what typically happens with a volunteer? Um, I think sometimes initially right up front, people are a little bit thinking, ooh, I don't know about this. But then when they realize and they see others talking and getting involved and hear good stories, different things happening, they think, oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. At our church, when we have our party, our church families become host families, and they go and they make contact with the angel family who have already received their party invitation, and they go and get them, bring them to church. And we are all more alike than we are different. 
I don't care what what your nationality is, what your pocketbook is, your income. We are all more alike, and when you we can rub shoulders together and do things that are meaningful together, it breaks down many many barriers. Yeah, I'm guessing you know? that nobody has ever come back to you and said, you know, I really regret getting involved in this project. Oh no, they haven't. They haven't. <laughs> and you, I'm grateful for that. And do you have to have any kind of special skills uh, to get involved with Angel Tree? You've got to have a big heart, and that's about it. You just have to care. Wow. You have to care about children. They care about their caretakers, care about mom or dad inmate, but especially the children. Uh, it's amazing what it does for the children. It's amazing what it does for mom or dad inmate. It gives them purpose and meaning. One inmate wrote Prison Fellowship and said, you, you, you just can't, I can't begin to tell you what it means when people who don't even know us go out of their way for my children. Hmm. It, it means the world to me. Michelle, you saw that with your brothers and sisters. You have children of your own now, uh, but think back when you had responsibility for those children in your care. What did it mean to them? Um, it, it, it meant a connection to our mother who left us, and, you know, we didn't think she cared about us or loved us at all anymore. So, you made I that mean, connection because of a gift. It, it was, you know, when you don't just buy gifts for anybody. So, you know, the little kids especially, they had, you know, they didn't, they had very little interaction with her. I was barely, barely being able to take care of them. So for them to, um, to, to have some kind of a present from her, you know, that yeah. mom loves us. She does love us. Michelle, I know um, you have to have more stories. I, I want to hear more of these stories. They, these are so impactful. I just want to hear more of your testimony of how God uses Angel Tree in the lives of kids. Some of the some of the things you've observed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can I can, I can talk about my own life. Um, and Angel Tree before Angel Tree, I was a seventh grade graduate. Um, I had actually hadn't even graduated the seventh grade. That was as high as I'd gone in school, and. Uh, through Angel Tree and meeting all these college students and going to church, um, getting to be around Judy and her husband Larry, who's a college professor, uh, it made me. Uh, it first made me see what I missed uh, being around the college students a lot. I was a pretty young teenager when I first met Judy. Uh, I, I, it gave me a vision. Um, I wanted to go to college when I was younger, and and that that dream disappeared when my mom went to prison. Um, Judy always used to tell me that she was going to get to go to my college graduation, uh, and she told me this when I was, you know, this uneducated kid who who didn't see a future um, outside of just surviving, um, because of Angel Tree, because of meeting her, because of getting to around, be around all these um, college kids, I was able to recognize that dream and graduate from college. Um, Judy and her husband Larry got to be there. Um, that that wouldn't have been possible without this intervention in it's, my life. It and sounds like it's provided you a family, Michelle. Absolutely, you know, love. Yeah, that was lacking in in my life, and you know, it's not anymore. Hmm. And and it's you know, it's a whole ripple effect. My kids are being raised as Christians and volunteering and seeing that there's more to this life than themselves. They get to be a big part of Angel Tree. They get to help quite a bit themselves. And, you know, I have a child that wants to be a missionary. 
Um, when she, she's 13, she wants to be a missionary. She felt called at uh, 10 years old that she feels like God's calling her to be a missionary. Um, when I was 10 years old, I was enemies with God. So uh, without intervention through this program, you know, that wouldn't be possible. I, I, you know, non-Christians raise other non-Christians. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not living that anymore. You know, my kids are close to God. And my daughter's going to, I know she's going to be a missionary. We're planning her, her trip to Africa in three years. Oh, so. <laughs> Judy, are there other Michelles out there? Oh, definitely. Um, there definitely are. And Michelle probably has come the furthest of all the kids that we work with. But she's an inspiration. Um, let me tell you something that she didn't mention. When she was old enough to get a job, she got up at 4 o'clock every morning, five days a week, had all the kids to the bus stop at 445, which in itself is a miracle. Got, uh, the bus would take them to the daycare. She'd run them about a half a block to the daycare, you know, from the bus corner. Then she'd run across the street, catch the next, next bus. It took her two hours to get to work every day. And going home at night, it took her two hours to get there, get to the kids and get them back home. That's the kind of courage and guts that not many people possess. But God is going to use this young family in incredible ways. And I always tell them there's no telling besides footprints that Michelle, Ethan, Lee, Victoria, and Savannah are going to leave on the face of this earth. God is going to use this family and has already used this family because they're so willing to be used by God. Michelle, this broadcast will be heard very close to Christmas, but it's not too late to get involved with Angel Tree this year and even plan for next year. Your final thought and encouragement to someone to really, you know, get involved in this and uh, don't let another season go by without uh, connecting with Angel Tree. Um, we're, we're called as Christians to be the hands and feet of God. And what better way to do that than to get involved with Angel Tree? Um, children of inmates are, are forgotten. We didn't do anything. Um, our parents did. And just because they committed a crime and they're, you know, they're away doesn't mean they don't love us. So opening that connection, uh, keeping it open, um, it, it's being the hands and feet of God and, um, it's showing these kids there's more to life than what you're living right now, than what you're experiencing. And there are people that, that care and that love you. Isn't that a great story? My thanks to Judy Mills and to Michelle Rainey for not only joining us today, but for what they're doing to encourage so many children in difficult circumstances, something Michelle knows all too much about. It's not too late to assist Angel Tree with a gift this year. Just go to firstpersoninterview.com and click the Angel Tree banner to learn what you can do to help. Thank you. And once again, go to firstpersoninterview.com and click the Angel Tree banner. I'm very grateful to another ministry, the Far East Broadcasting Company, for helping me get these stories told. FEBC's radio ministry in nearly 50 countries in each local language is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, often in difficult places. To learn more and to listen to some of FEBC's stories, click on the banner found at firstpersoninterview.com. Next week, the biographer of D.L. Moody will join us to talk about the life of the famed evangelist. I hope you can join us. Once again, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. 
Join us next time for First Person. 